Hello, hello, Jack. Hello. How are you? Not bad, not bad. I'm, I'm feeling pretty cheerful at the moment. I've had some good news. I thought um, I found some lumps on one of my beloved cats, but they've been off, sent off to biopsy to be biopsied and come back. Oh my goodness. So I'm really oh. chipper about that. Oh, well, thank goodness. That's amazing news. Well, well I'm very happy about that too. And what yeah. better way to celebrate than yeah. uh, talking about Barbie. Absolutely. Yes. That's what I always do when I'm, when I'm feeling happy. I talk about Barbie. It's... <laughs> right. Me, me yeah. too. Totally. I don't think I've had a long conversation about Barbie since I was 12, maybe. I'm not convinced um, that I've ever had a conversation about Barbie. So um, maybe when I was seven uh, and I had a friend who was a girl. I won't say girlfriend because it's a different thing, uh, you know. And uh, right. she, she was explaining Barbies to me. That's probably the one and only time. <laughs> What was she explaining to you exactly about Barbies? Oh, well, all the mysteries, obviously. <laughs> Which are, the, do elaborate. The, the new movie explodes them all. I don't know. I, I, I have to confess straight, <laughs> straight away that I haven't seen it. <laughs> Look at us. Both of us are doing a Twitter space on a movie that neither of us have seen. <laughs> yeah, typical, um, typical yeah. libs, am I right? Talking about stuff they don't know anything about. <laughs> judging things before they've... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, I do know some stuff about Barbies because I hate to admit this, but as a little kid, I did have quite a collection. And one time I lost a Barbie at a party when my mom told me not to take it. And I Ooh. promised her I wouldn't lose it there. Ooh. Yeah, and I did lose yeah. it. So I was pretty traumatized by that. I had... Action Man, which is the British version of G.I. Joe. Uh, and that's just Barbie for boys, really. Really? Isn't it? So it's the same thing. Right, right. They, they are like dolls, right? But you can't yeah. call them that because no, men are so manly. That's right. Girls, girls have dolls. <laughs> boys have action <laughs> figures. <laughs> you know, the other day I saw a tweet about a bar of soap that's smelled like alcohol and tobacco and had like pieces <laughs> of like tobacco in it oh, and some like artisanal God. it looked horrendous and i mean what is happening with men's products like a little sidebar here but but what can you can you help me understand why why a guy would smell like that i i don't know it's always been a thing though hasn't it i remember you know um t tissues it's it, tissues for, for <laughs> women come in like pink boxes you know and and tissues for men they come in man they're man-sized tissues for a start and they come in red and black fascist colors you know with hand grenades on them i i don't know do, I don't do they know. still come in colors because i remember in the 80s you did have some colored tissues do you remember that did you have that in yeah, the I uk think, i don't know like i think they um I think they come in all colours of the rainbow, don't they? But it's the boxes I'm thinking of. I remember being a being a being still quite, quite a small child and and being puzzled by the concept of a man sized tissue. You know, I remember thinking like, is the tissue six foot tall? I mean, what? But of course, what it what it means is it's you know it's big enough to cope with the amount of material that comes out of a man's nose. I suppose <laughs> I don't know. Nose, yes, right. <clears throat> 
Um, yeah. Is it bigger though? I've never seen a bigger tissue than a regular size tissue. Yeah, I think that's what I'm, I mean. In my experience over here in Britain, I think that's what a man-sized tissue is. It's like a it's like a big tissue. I don't know. I just, well, I, I guess know. we're being deprived. Yes, yes. I just <laughs> use my sleeve like most normal people. <laughs> well, look, you know, they should only have pink tissues because, uh, as we know, the world is turning and changing into this feminist nightmare that is like coming to destroy all the men and everything will be washed in pink and i mean that sounds like a fucking nightmare to me too because as much as i love barbie as a little girl as much as i enjoyed pink till i was about seven or eight then something happened i don't know what happened but then i only wore black ever since then like i don't know i turned like 10 and everything was black. Yes, very similar, <laughs> very similar this end. Uh, so you were all uh, about pink before, Tim? I was all about pink, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I used to at least allow some colour into my life, but um, yeah. Yeah, you, you start, you get to any sort of age, and no, everything must be, everything must be black, and I still do mainly wear black. I have to confess, I'm, I'm still essentially a very very uh, goth student in my in my aesthetic sensibilities excellent this is why we're friends because yeah i can't talk to people who don't wear mostly black that's right there's only two ways you can dress either mostly pink or mostly black and that's, that's why right. barbie is acceptable those are the two <laughs> genders the two genders mostly pink the two and genders. mostly black yeah no, speaking of I guess speaking I... of that sort of gendered marketing stuff, um, we, we're of course speaking to you now, not not in a Twitter space, listeners, but in an X oh, space. Yeah. <laughs> Appar- apparently, we don't. There's going to be we don't tweet no anymore. We people we exit or zit or something. <laughs> I don't know with an X. <laughs> But it really is yeah, like this stupid ridiculous. new logo, this stupid new X logo, white on black. It does look like one of somebody pointed this out. I can't remember who, who, who said this in a tweet, but it really does look like sort of pathetic macho after um, uh, underarm deodorant logo or something like that. It really does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and someone said like ma- man wipes or something. I yeah, think yeah. they compared it that's to what, like that's what brought it to mind. I think yeah. Somebody called it incel <laughs> marketing or incel branding. Right. Incel design, I believe it was. Yeah. And uh, as much as graphic design is my passion, I have to say that uh, incel design is not my passion at all. Um, it's, not, it's not what you want, really, is it? I, I mean, I'm not carrying any particular torch for pre-Elon Twitter. Don't get me wrong, but it's just so. No, yeah. Stupid! On you have a universally recognised brand, you know. You, you, I mean, it's just common currency in politics now. You look, you watch political journalism on the TV, and they're yeah. talking about tweets, and everybody knows what a tweet is, and everybody knows what that little bird logo means, and that particular shade of blue is now brand associated. People, they, they've they achieved what everybody wants. Universal recognition of particular shapes and particular colors, universal use of words right. associated and with your brand in, in mainstream conversation. And he's just apparently on a whim. He's just 
shat it all away. He's just he's such yeah. a fool. <laughs> I I read a phrase that someone called it like mm, va- cultural vandalism. I think that's what it was, and I think that describes well, I, it. So, I that don't describes know about that, but Elon's it's very thing. very foolish, just from a capitalist point of view, you know. But even beyond to, just uh, the branding, sure anybody on how to do capitalism properly, but <laughs> it is very foolish from the capitalist point of view and the branding and marketing and all of that. He's thrown yeah. it all away. What people aspire to for their brands, yeah. But aside from that, like it had entered into just like pop culture, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely. and. That's where the you know cultural vandalism comes in. Is that Twitter was like as much as we hate it, as much as it's a hell site, it was like somewhat of a place where we found a community, or where we, where we found like you know different kinds of communities, and you know came across lots of interesting people, Nazis too, but like you know people that we also liked. And he's just like shitting all over everything because i don't know it feels like he was so mad that like leftists got to have a voice here and he just wanted to destroy it it's so weird i mean i i tend to agree that he bought it by accident really he sort of tripped bass backwards into buying it and didn't mean to and i i agree with that but i also think he he has been completely um red-pilled to use that phrase and i think he has been trying to use twitter with all the zeal of the con- the recent convert, you know, he's trying to be trying to use it for mm-hmm. social and political engineering, and he's he's managed yeah. to he's managed to wreck it by bringing back all the all the people that former Twitter banned, just you know, not from a leftist agenda for God's sake, but just because you have to have a moderation no. policy if your platform is going to be usable <laughs> by most people, because most people are not Nazis, but he's brought them all back and. It's so it's yeah. just so stupid. It's just so incredibly stupid. And his his big thing was like, t- Twitter should be uh, the global town square where people can say whatever they like. And and yeah, well done with that, Elon, because you've made it absolutely useless as anything approaching that thing you said it was supposed to be, because of your ridiculous insistence right. on. Well, it's not absolute free speech because it never is. They just use that as an excuse, obviously. Well, no, he's been super, like, anti-free speech if you take into account, like, what he's been doing. Uh, You know, when governments asked him to suppress certain types of speech, he happily obliged. So, hypocrite on that one, too, like, majorly. Yeah. Uh, Free speech absolutist always just means right-wing bias, doesn't it? And that's... But it's not even that that's, right. that's wrecked everything. It's just this ridiculous tinkering that he's doing with everything because he's got this idea in his head that he's a genius and he's got to prove this to everybody. And he's he's not. He's really, really not. He's not very good at the thing he's supposed to be good at. Um, and he's, he's fucking it up, frankly. But there you go. And he's also mad about Barbie. Is he, has he made a he made an official statement on Barbie? Uh, I, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's actually said something, but I think someone tweeted something about like his likes being all the anti Barbie tweets, and then uh, yeah. I, I don't know, maybe a one word thing like concerning or something, something like that. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> but that's not very surprising, is it? No. 
No, not at all. Because as I say, he's he's just one of them, really. If he if he hadn't been if he hadn't happened to be born the son of a apartheid diamond mine owner, he he would just be another one of um, you know right wing online chud number nine billion seven hundred and twelve. He's he's got nothing else. Yeah. To say. Nothing else. And even even with all that wealth, it seems like he's so desperate to be like. Uh, you know, seen as funny or hip or cool or, and he just, he just can't, he just comes across as try hard every single time. Yeah. But, yeah. but Barbie. you know, it Barbie, yes, it has been thoroughly wonderful and enjoyable to just witness the absolute <laughs> like massiveness of the right-wing outrage about this movie. And, like, I don't know what they were expecting, but, like, fuck, it's Barbie, man. Like, some of them have been complaining about it being too pink, too girly, too feminist, too inclusive, too trans, because there's a trans um, actor in there. Mm -hmm. And just ridiculous. Ridiculous because... It's Barbie. It's Barbie. Like, obviously, it's too pink. You know, I'm going to tell you a secret here. The pink is not um, my favorite color, but uh, I'm not going in with my, like, spiky collar and, you know, fishnets and crying about Barbie being too pink and with not enough bats and spiders and stuff in there. <laughs> no, because you... You know what anybody going in is going to know at least aesthetically what what they're getting. I mean, you you can't you can't have missed the the posters and the uh, the trailers and the advertising campaign. It's telling you that it's very it's almost parodic. Well, I think it is parodic, isn't it? Again, I haven't seen the film, so I feel a bit hamstrung. But my feeling from what I've read about it and from the trailer that I've seen, my feeling is that it's um, it's kind of being parodic and ironic with exactly these signifiers that, that Barbie brings to mind yes. all the extreme pinkness and the extreme girliness, so to speak. And it's, it's representing the, the aesthetics of Barbie faithfully on screen. And then, yeah, yeah. and again, I haven't seen it, so I don't know, but to one extent or another, it's deconstructing all that stuff. It's, it's looking at what that means. It's, it's examining it. You know, if, if, if that doesn't interest you, or if you don't have a an eight year old to to take to it, then just don't go. <laughs> but it's not really that they're yeah. It's not really that they're offended. Yeah, right? Ben Shapiro. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's not really that they're offended. It's ben that Shapiro it's another, with his uh, little oh Ben clipboard and shit like yeah. Well, he <laughs> angry he, photo. He even took a photo with his clipboard like next to a Barbie poster. Like I'm so mad. Then I had to be here. It's like, dude, nobody is forcing you, though. Here I am. You can see. You're I doing this all too. I have a clipboard. I'm going in to take notes for you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> his his alibi. Oh, I love I love British Ben Shapiro. <laughs> it it just sounds like my my Ben Shapiro just sounds like a Dalek. Yeah, it just sounds like a, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, his alibi for having gone to see it at all is that his producers dragged him. He didn't want to, but his producers dragged him in to see it. Um, yeah, sure, Ben. Okay, fine. We believe. We all yeah, believe that. Yeah. We all believe that. Yeah. Uh, 
it's not at all that you saw an opportunity to make some content that uh, would be easy red meat to throw to your your audience. No, no. Just just feeding that outrage machine like constantly while complaining about how the snowflakes of the left are so easily out outraged at everything or looking for things to be outraged about but really like who is even buying that anymore like how, how many of these children's things have we seen them get mad about recently i think i saw a video about ben shapiro getting mad at blues clues because he saw uh you know like a five-year-old episode about some i don't know pride inclusivity celebration or something but very kid appropriate but he found this five-year-old episode angry about that. I think there was there was Dr. Seuss not too long ago. There was Roald Dahl. There was um, what Mr. else? Mr. Potato, Potato Head. Head. The Little Mermaid. <laughs> How can we forget? Because he, you know, yeah. The oh yeah, the M&M. Little Mermaid. Also, oh yes, she wasn't fuckable enough. And yeah. um, let's see, Snow White. Snow White is That's not white one. enough, apparently. Yeah. That's yeah. the new one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, because yeah. Sorry. Uh, this is this is incredible. Look, Snow, white in Snow White does not refer to her ethnicity uh, uh, according to nineteenth century race <laughs> science. Okay, it doesn't denote it doesn't denote Northern European heritage. That's not what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. And also, it's a fairy tale. It's oh, fictional. Oh no! I've broken X. I've broken the app. Hello. Can we not? Can you not hear everyone? One second. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good job, Twitter. All right. While we're waiting for Jack to, I don't know, connect again, Jack, if you want to disconnect and connect again, maybe sometimes that helps. We can hear from the person who has their hand up, DS. And if anyone else wants to participate, just like send a request to speak. And if I recognize you from Twitter or I feel like taking a risk, then I will approve you. Yeah, I'd like to speak about the Barbie. Uh, This was the last vestige of American manhood, my Barbies. And (laughs) and you woke (laughs) bastards. Just came in and destroyed. You destroyed my entire root with all this girly stuff. I'm sick. Are you doing a voice? Because that's really good. Yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness, because um, yeah, this was this was, was our last safe space. This was our last haven. <laughs> Barbie was. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, someone tweeted something about like just found out Barbie is not you know it's not masculine enough or something and then that the meme where there's like a hole punched in the wall it was so good <laughs> like you can just picture like a bunch of really angry like men just like punching holes in the wall because Barbie wasn't masculine enough I, I went enough. to Barbie movies all this pink crap <laughs> bullshit <laughs> They ruined it. (laughs) (laughs) Good. That was good. Wonderful. Thank you. All right. Kareem. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Hello. Are you going to complain about Barbie being not masculine enough? 
I mean, of course, Barbie is like the the beacon of of manliness, <laughs> <laughs> or always has been. Like like when when you when you told earlier that like people were mad that the movie's too pink. Like I'm saying, like have, have you seen like Barbie toys? Like like right. the shelves are like aggressively pink since since I can Im- remember it. Right, like right, aggressively pink. Into a pink. movie and, and saying it's too violent. Like what did you expect? <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah. I, but I have to say I haven't I haven't seen it um, right now like like the others. But uh, of course I saw that it says like um, apparently some feminist messaging in it that patriarchy and matriarchy are a thing in um, in this movie. And the other thing I've seen is that it's a huge success. Like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Like just today on the Guardian, three hundred seventy-seven million on the box office, which is huge. Also, like, like the what's rate... that they say? Go woke, go bro, no get this is, rich. This is what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> this is what I wanted to mention because this is why they are so aggressively angry on this movie because it single-handedly has debunked this myth that people actually care about that and that so that movies go broke and that movies will fail if they have a too quote-unquote woke messaging. Like audience seems to like it. Like I see on Rotten Tomatoes, a ninety percent from um, critics and an eighty-seven from from audience, um, and I think there are a few days ago it was a ninety from audience. So some some new um, uh, some new opinions have uh, uh, probably came from um, uh, from the Daily Wire or something like that. But yeah, the movie is a success. Simple fact, like it or not, and. Um, just some days ago, uh, uh, roughly a week ago, before the movie was officially released, I actually saw uh, like a video talking about other movies with female lead characters, where also the idea of a strong female elite in in a movie was was like explored, and and they showed like there are contemporary successful movies with uh, with strong female leads, with just the difference being that they are good, <laughs> like they are they have a more explored. Um, character arc they are more deeper like of course this whole criticism of wokeness destroying our media is bullshit but there like deep down in there there's an actual criticism which is like the problem is not wokeism the, the problem is tokenism which you have mm. like in many disney movies where you where you have characters from certain demographics which should give like the false image of alleged progressiveness but these characters are mm-hmm. super flat, not unexplored. Mm-hmm. They don't have a real character arc. But when the movie is done well, like, and I've seen so far phenomenal uh, criticism from Barbie, then, yeah, then then the movie will also be received well. Like, it is, has nothing to do with this alleged agenda behind it. Yeah, yeah. Let me just read an excerpt from a... Um a contrarian review that I came across. Absolutely fucking ridiculous shit. Gerwig's artifice defies the special feeling that females might know. The fulfilling personal escape into free femininity, childbearing, family, homemaking, and romance that should be the essence of a Barbie movie. She ignores the childhood fantasy in which kids dream of being wives, (laughs) moms, teachers, nurses, etc. Roles essential to the world. (laughs) It's just, oh my goodness. It's so good. Like, I, I can't tell you how much I've been enjoying this stuff. 
like c- correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't like lawyer Barbie and Dr. Barbie and 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 all these like uh, Barbies with, uh, with with like serious jobs and and success and careers aren't these like already pretty old things and pretty established things? Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) But I mean, do they even have a trad wife Barbie Kareem? They don't. So like, that's the problem, right? They don't have a homemaker Barbie. They don't have a Barbie that dreams of being a wife and a mom. And that's upsetting, I guess, to some weirdos. But you know, you know, what's really funny to me is that I would never consider Barbie as this, like, feminist hero, right? I think the question could still be asked, is Barbie actually woke or is she anti-woke? Because she's quite stereotypical. Her body is, like, you know, it's not realistic. It's, you know, it has an impact on a lot of girls growing up who can possibly not look like that. You know, I think her, her neck and her waist are like almost similar sizes and her bust is like impossible to support with that size of waist. So like, I would really appreciate if there are people here in the chat who have seen it because I've heard this is something (laughs) which is apparently brought up in the movie. Oh, is it? Like, I mean, this is yeah. something apparently mentioned in it that, that like this um, problematic beauty uh, yeah. ideas of female beauty, and specifically in regards to physics and uh, and physicalities uh, mm-hmm. of a woman, body measures, all all of that. So this is um, this is apparently something which is mentioned in it. From, from, from I did I read that it was brought up, but not like truly addressed. You know what I mean? Like it was glossed over but i don't know because i haven't seen it and apparently this is a twitter space for a bunch of people who haven't seen barbie and uh you know ben shapiro has had the decency to go and see it for god's sakes but none of us wokes have but you know you know i've um i think the the, the term woke when, when it comes from the likes of ben shapiro and so on is is pretty hollow anyway like just today i've saw like a compilation of like adult jokes in like older cartoons like i i watched yeah. them when, when, when i was a child and i somewhat recognized it but like when when you see it now with in my case with 26 years old you say like wow like how often did bugs bunny do cross-dressing like <laughs> like it's it's yeah. really eno- it's really a lot and not not just cross-dressing like seducing other characters while doing it um mm-hmm. and and just think about it like a a a cartoon doing this today and how all of florida would go insane <laughs> like like it's um, there's some there's some kind of alarmism and and false uh, outrage about thing of course like the media has changed it tried to be more inclusive it tried to also criticize like um established views but some things are not that new at all like um and some things are not that special in that sense at all <laughs> like like they try to really like they're, they're grasping straws at this moment they are they're trying to see like this 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 big enemy this big monster of vocism a- everywhere like there there's a huge uh, paranoia about this alleged 
cultural Marxist threat of wokeism, which isn't isn't probably that big of a deal as they pretend it is. It's not. I mean, I can assure you it's not. We're, you know, seeing the constant rise of, like, far-right and fascist bullshit and, like, the um, stripping away of uh, reproductive rights, LGBTQ rights in America, at least, which is very threatening to me as a Canadian. And uh, I'm sure it inspires other fascists around the world as well. So wokeism is not really at the top of my mind as a massive threat. What I meant by that, like, of course, it's not an, an actual threat or something dangerous. Like, even if we, if we claim, like, what they see is real, it wouldn't be a bad thing. Because I don't consider progressive, <laughs> progressiveness a bad thing. Um, but like they um, they are exaggerating something in, in in a sense like you know like when when like Republicans talk about Joe Biden and you and and you and you're saying like I wish he was half what 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 they pretend he is like it's 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 not yeah such, yeah it's, it's it's not such a it, even I I would wish it would uh, there would be just as much progressiveness in in in, in contemporary media as uh, as people like Ben Shapiro pr- pr- pretend they right are yeah no they make yeah. everything sound so wonderful that was my concern like I'm gonna go see Barbie and it's going to disappoint me with like how it's not exactly as wildly feminist as they're claiming it is actually they're claiming it's like man hating and uh, whatever. Uh, I think they touch on the topic maybe indirectly about incels or something. And uh, that seems to have touched a nerve with a bunch of people who think that um, Ken is being subjugated and uh, oppressed by Barbie. DS, what's up? I haven't seen Barbie yet, but this Nazi guy was replying to me and he said, he said, I'm a Kenist. And I don't, I guess that's like some kind of inside joke for the Nazis online. Is they say I'm a chemist. Okay. Oh, okay. Have you seen this yet? No, it's no, no. I have yeah. not seen chemist. All right. Hey, Ina, how's Thank it going? You. Good. How are you? Goodness I'm pretty me. good. Big fan. Yeah, I was just gonna pick up on that. You know, Barbie is just the latest one we've gone through. Like you and Jack were going through the litany of grievances maybe they care more about barbie it's like bud light it's something they used to own that was kind of culturally conservative and yeah i mean we've seen this going on for decades uh and like the people that we follow in like the rationalist new atheist sphere used to care so much about the big ideas and you know here comes jihadism and nuclear war and stephen pinker's book about the you know, the trends of everything's getting better and look at the biggest numbers possible. But, you know, all we can talk about now in the discourse is bullshit and these culture war issues that, I mean, we're fighting about nothing over and over again. Um, You know, meanwhile, like the environment is collapsing, all those graphs that people are posting on Twitter. and, And yeah, it's just an endless cycle of nothing. And, you know, all these guys who are meant to be big thinkers talking about the big ideas really don't talk about them at all anymore. And it's just this aggrievement about what the latest thing is that they're offended by. Yeah, it feels almost like a 
distraction with really ridiculous things. Bud Light, Target, Mr. Potato Head, Green M&M. Um, so we don't actually notice that they're constantly trying to chip away at human rights. But um, let's see, who put their hand up next? Let's say JD. Yeah, I was just wanting to say that I um, had... Um, I have not seen Boy B or any of that. I just know that, like, I was reading a book recently um, about, like, post-World War One, and um, a lot of the stuff that those proto-fascists like um, Miklos Horthy were complaining about would fit right in with today's far-right groups. For example, his army in 1919 was ranting about combating international feminism. Who, who sorry? Miklos Horthy. He was a fat, uh, far-right dictator of Hungary in the interwar okay. era. Yeah, his army was publishing, like, propaganda aimed against supposed international feminism in 1919. Yeah, yeah, these yeah. things are not new. That They yeah. just keep repeating themselves, unfortunately, and people keep buying them again and again. Let's see, Vera, hello. Well, hey, Jack figures, good evening. How's it going? How's it going? Well, it's the, it's the middle of the night here in Europe. That's, oh, wow. I'm staying, well, up, I'm staying up late for you. Oh, thank you. I am honored. And I've actually seen Barbie. Oh, wow. We have one person. <laughs> one person in here. Okay. Uh, it was quite fun. It was fun. It was a lot more fun than Oppenheimer. I, I'm a Barbara, uh, Barbara I, I've both seen Oppenheimer and Barbie within two days of each other, within one day of each other. <laughs> Like there's a lot of like physical comedy about uh, in in the Barbie movie with the way Ryan Rosling is it, it's the, the the actor of Ken right um, yeah like the physical co comedy of how he just has those massive muscles and just uh, sits on a chair because he he just has those. And that's the, just the standard of Barbie universe to have those bulging muscles. <laughs> um, okay. I've read the criticism and I might agree with it that Ken has the better storyline than Barbie in oh, yeah? the Barbie movie because he sort of comes to the realization that the world he's living in is a matriarchy where men are sort of secondary to women. When he and Barbie make it to the real world, as you've seen in the trailers, and also, like, like the, the main conflict Barbie herself has is that she sort of starts to feel slightly more depressed than the, the, the ultra-happiness she's used to. Right. Then is told to go explore the real world because that's the only so possible source of her vague sense of unease. But, yeah, 
it 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 breezes by. It it was quite fun. Did they address the um I guess body image stuff? Uh well oh, Well the 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 Barbies, like there's just the main Barbie and then there are a lot of other Barbies. So there's uh the the there's more body inclusivity than you might at first think of of Barbie. Like there are bigger Barbies and all the Barbies are represented in Barbie worlds that have ever been issued by Mattel. So you've got Dr. Barbie and you've got Boatworker Barbie. All the jobs are done by Barbies. And then there are just some cans also about. <laughs> just just some cans. Yeah, it's never... Uh, they do come to the realization near the end, the Barbies do, that Barbies all have homes, but Kents don't have Barbie homes. So where do the Kents actually live? Well, we don't know. There's a lot of... <laughs> yeah, there the, 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 the are some really good things. Yeah, as yeah. well. No, it sounds fun. Like, it sounds yes, like... Yes, it is fun. Yeah. You just, But... Yeah, it, it's the closest thing, Mattel. And it's it, it's grown up. Like, it's not a movie for kids. She just straight up says to some road workers at some point that she doesn't have genitals when she oh, first yeah. comes to the real world. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. Sorry, everyone. I, I hope you kind of, like, assume that there would be spoilers in this space. Um, like, I haven't seen it, but... I'm sure there there will continue to be spoilers, so just letting you know. Um, yes, but yeah, no, it sounds it sounds like a fun thing to watch. I'm gonna find like the one thing that is pink in my closet, maybe. And, yeah, uh, <sighs> I woke up only 15 minutes before the screening was supposed to start because I napped on the couch, but. The theater is, uh, I live in a city, so the, it, it's only 10 minutes from my home to the theater. So okay. I, I did make it on time. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Jack, do we have you back? Can we hear you? I, I hope so. I, I think oh. I'm back. Yes, you are back, but you're showing did us you muted. Yes. Hello? Oh, no. Hello? Please. Oh, no. I can hear you, though. Yes? No. I could also talk about Dutch politics if anybody's interested. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> it's no a notes. very big whirlwind at the moment. There are only oh, five hey. different parties doing a leadership election before the next elections next November. Oh, dear. <sighs> well, good luck with that. Um, hopefully no fascists come into power but <sighs> yeah no good news on that front did you say no good news on that no front? oh no. oh dear okay well what's uh um gert wilder's up to these days he, he he hasn't been the biggest fascist in dutch politics in ages the the, the, oh, the, the real mainline <laughs> act in dutch politics has been cherry Baudet uh for some time now and then there are all the splinter parties that split off of his of of his party, the Forum for Democracy, the Forum for Democracy, or abbreviated oh, as FGD. When when Gert isn't your main fascist, like things are fucking 
fucking bad. I'm sorry to hear well, that. You, you, you know, we, we mirror Anglo politics quite a bit. So now that you've got fascist in suits in yeah. US, we've got fascist in suits. Yeah, and yeah. You've got farmer fascists, you've got Christian fascists, you've got them in all sorts of shades. Yeah, and fun. you know what, actually, there's a lot of Barbie fascists, too. Like, if you just look <laughs> at the lineup of Fox News's, like, well, there's women a, co-hosts. Twitter celebrity, <laughs> I, I forget her name, who is quite the Barbie. Let's yeah, see. I'm sure. But let, let me um, talk to Jack, just so that I can feel secure in the fact that he's actually back. No, no, he's gone again. While we wait for Jack, let me hear from the next. Next person that put their hand up was, let's see, I guess uh, either DS or Kareem. I'm not, I'm not sure, but DS. Yeah, I was just going to say, somebody was talking about how we do these stupid cultural fights endlessly now. And it's sort of like, I think, I've been thinking about this a lot, like, trying to think about, like, will we ever get universal health care in the U.S. in my lifetime? And with the filibuster, it's like, I've just come to this dark realization that it's basically like, this is what we're consigned to. For, for you know because you we we can't get anything big unless we have 60 senators so basically there's just there's no, gonna be no universal health care no big like climate change stuff we're just gonna argue about this bs forever Ho- hopefully eventually there'll be a breakthrough i hope so i hope so all right kareem what's up regarding these culture wars like um it is a classic uh, strategy of uh, of fascism to always like uh, create this false alarmism of cultural degeneracy uh, to the current civilization, uh, aiming towards ruins and and all of that. It's not it's not new. Like it's it's just a reinvention of it, and it also existed to from a more marxist perspective to aim the interest of of parts of the working class towards other issues rather than as ds has previously said like universal health care workers rights etc so like we're talking about this and instead of like pending issues um and like even on the left then you have like people who are trying to give in on these cultural war things by by simply ignoring them or saying we have like more important things, which I would agree per se, but um, this makes these uh, propaganda and these narratives not less threatening and, and not less dangerous, and that's why they still have to be faced, and certain myths still has to be like deconstructed. Like absolutely. Um, like for example, you just earlier mentioned like this thing with with Snow White and Snow White being not not white or whatever, like. I was just thinking when when people like say, "Oh, we have to stay true to the source material and to its original cultural context," and blah blah blah. They also said the same regarding the Lord of the Rings show and, and everything like that. You you guys know one of the older versions of Sleeping Beauty from like the seventeenth century where she was raped in her sleep. Like I couldn't. Oh, I can guess why Disney when yeah. when they made the adaptation that they changed that. Like this is just normal. Like it's um, th- this is uh, this is just what I what I also meant earlier that like they they create 
something they claim something is new some some new inventions new changes which in a certain way have been done always like also when when people complain about like it just I hate myself. I sometimes watch watch these videos by some stupid right wingers who who, who who get angry about nothing. <laughs> I know yeah, how that and, feels. Yeah, yeah. And then like there was this one guy deconstructing like the trailer of the new um, Napoleon movie by Ridley Scott and what is all historically inaccurate in it. Like, oh, you don't you don't say. Like these movies have ever been historically one hundred percent accurate. Like Gladiator has been with one hundred percent historically accurate or Braveheart, like even even like before filmmaking, um, when when you see like th uh, the dramas by Shakespeare when he adapted certain things based on historic uh, historic events like Henry V or Macbeth or even Hamlet, like he changed a whole bunch of stuff to make it entertaining. It's not a history lesson, but like this is this is the world these people are living in, and um, and. Uh, also, like this, this ignorance or this, uh, this—it's it's a myth. It's it's a fake world. It's a fake narrative they live in, and because it's not based on anything, it's sometimes hard to debunk. You know what I mean? Because it has no real base. Because it's invented, uh, you cannot really debunk it. They they want to see reality proving the myth. Right, and a uh, slightly related point. Uh is that, you know, when people say that th there's like a kind of, um, I guess, anti-ID poll type of left, which often talks about like, oh, we shouldn't focus on, you know, things like racism, homophobia, and we should worry about the real issues. And, oh boy, I think Jack was gone again. Is he gone again? Sorry, this is very, <laughs> very distracting. What was I saying? Yeah, so the people that say that, you know, these are not important issues and we should work on, like, you know, workers' rights or class issues and we should just, like, you know, not worry about culture war stuff because that's just, like, insignificant. I, I don't agree with that because these things are all very connected and um, they impact what's happening in the world around us. They impact our politics. Fucking even like bullshit, like the green M&M will impact our politics in ways that we'll come to see, you know, like all this fear mongering about wokeness. These are all the bricks that build that up. Right. So you have to counter it. You can't just be like, Oh, this is just silly stuff. I'm not going to address that. 10, Tom Crady? I don't know how to say it. Yeah, that's just whatever, you know. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree. We have to focus on it. Uh, we have no choice. That's the only terrain there is to battle on. Um, and you have to defend trans rights and you have to defend, you know, things that we've are backsliding on because that's the only thing it's possible to fight on. Um, if you look at what gets traction, you know, you get millions of views for, you know, like Johnny Depp, Amber Heard or something like that. Right. That's what people care about. And, you know, people watch Access Hollywood and those people voted for Trump and you can't escape that. And that's what's making money, too. And you see a lot of these people get captured by their audience 
you know, whether it's like even Richard Dawkins or something, you know, it's all about. Yeah. And like, it's all, you know, whatever they're talking about, you know, black people in some textbook or like, what about, you know, a, a girl, you know, a boy in a girl in a girl's dress. Like this is the biggest affront to humanity. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you're not going to fight it, they're just going to keep keep pounding it. And they've got unlimited ground to go on because that's where the money is. And they're going right. to get all the views and you can make all the videos you want about climate change or universal health care or some, you know, intricate union thing. I mean, we're talking about the movies. No one is, you know, the right wingers don't care at all about the movie strikes and all the labor action and, you know. So it's all just bubble gum like Barbie would like. And it's, you know, it's cotton candy. And that's right. the only thing that people are able to consume. Um, and I would like to see more public media and, you know, more money to PBS. And, you know, in Canada, you yeah. have, at least you have more of that. But, um, you know, it's not happening. And all we have left is social media. You know, Twitter's getting gutted. Which is... Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's, it's not hopeful, but, mm-hmm. you know, you have to get an algorithm. You have to try to do something. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be stuck spinning our wheels in this mud for a very long time, like we have been for decades. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, you make a like a little progress, and they pull you right back, and it just seems bleak right now. Particularly, I remember periods where I was thinking, "Oh yeah, you know, things are on the right track. We're only gonna progress from here." So, but now. Even basic rights seem to be like sliding backwards, and that's not something I expected. And uh, yeah, it's worrying. Can people hear me? Yes. Hello, I can. Uh, yeah, I've been sorry about that, everybody. I've been fighting to uh, fighting technical <laughs> issues to get back on, but I am. It, I think I am back. So, for whatever that's worth. Yay! Yay! Have you been listening to uh, what we've been talking about, or were you not able to hear well, or connect? I've heard bits and bobs of it because I've been connecting, disconnected. Yeah. You know, I've been in and out, so I have heard I have heard a, a fair bit of it. Yeah, but uh, I've also missed a lot. Mm. Yeah. Well, we were just talking about like uh, the anti-ID politics type takes on the left that you get sometimes and how people say that these are like silly issues and we should focus on like bigger issues policy and things like that um yeah but i think there's that discourse on the left like you should scorn all the disc you know all discussion of what what is called culture war stuff because it's Mm. all um like the ruling class um trying to distract you from what they're really up to um and that's that's a bit that firstly that's far too conspiratorial for me i don't think anybody's trying you know consciously trying to distract and i don't think ben shapiro sits down and thinks how can we distract them from what the the yeah but like you know if yeah i don't think it's like a conscious distraction it's just that these are the things that hold people's attention as tan crady was saying just a little bit before um, yeah. It's like the junk food of politics, but that's what gets consumed a lot. But it does feel like a distraction from the bigger issues, you know? It is a distraction. I just don't think it's yeah. a conscious distraction. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, also, yeah. it's also not quite right to call it a distraction because 
Um, I mean, you wouldn't, certainly not with, I hope, with the benefit of hindsight, we wouldn't want to call the degenerate art exhibition in Nazi Germany a distraction from the right. real issue, which was like the, the Nazis' um, restructuring of the economy and stuff like that. It, it was absolutely a cultural issue. It yeah. was absolutely culture war, as we would call it now, but it wasn't a distraction from the real issue. Yeah, it was yeah no, that's a really good point, actually. I didn't think about it like that before, but, like, yeah, absolutely. Until we can zoom out from all this and see the bigger picture, we won't really know what the main issues are. So something could be, you know, pivotal well, think- or... I think we have a pretty good idea. We can, I mean, I think we know what they're doing. They're talking themselves, the right in general, they're talking themselves into a homicidal, if not a genocidal state of mind um, with regards right. to certain groups, you know, Im- immigrants and trans people and, and queer people more generally. They are getting, pretty you know, blatantly now, you know? Yeah. God forbid they, they get the opportunity to put any of this into practice as the, as the Germans did during World War II, the Nazis uh, during World War II. But if the opportunity comes, they will have talked the, you know, their society up to the point where it's, if we let them, they would have talked their society the po- to the point where it's ready psychologically as well as politically, etc., to to commit exterminations potentially. You know, And I think we do need to be we need to be aware of is this one of the problems we have to be aware of so many bloody things at once but one we do have to remember that the culture war issues i think are not just they're not i mean the assault on barbie as woke and feminist etc is also an assault upon feminism and it's assault and it's an assault upon women um this is their agenda you know putting women and queer people and everybody back in their place so to speak by force if necessary that is their agenda and the culture war Absolutely. is one way of doing that or one of their you know to get towards doing that so it's not just a distraction i think that kind of t- you know that you get that kind of talk a lot very glibly from like the uh, the young turks uh, jacobin edge of the left you know and i find it very glib personally you i mean know, we you know, Nero's video right if you look at all the the there's there's this whole cottage industry the right is now basically um right-wing online media to me is like consumer journalism now and it's selling it's selling um it attention it's uh, you know attention on itself clicks and and eyes and stuff like that to its audience and it's doing it via doing basically media consumer journalism but with a right-wing ideological perspective and then you have like the, the the whole ecosystem because then you have a whole load of liberal or progressive people who then respond to that. So you have Ben Shapiro does his stupid video about Barbie, knowing full well that that's going to generate loads of quote outrage unquote. So you get hundreds of right wing YouTube videos defending him, and then you get hundreds of left wing YouTube videos pointing out that you know. And if you you look at all loads of the sort of quote unquote progressive stuff criticizing him is. It's pathetic. It's just like, oh, here's a grown man who cares about Barbie. Ha, ha, ha. If you look at his video, I mean, I found it actually quite disturbing. Because what he does at the, at the start is he chucks a, a Barbie and a Ken into like a, 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 a bonfire bin, you know. And he, um, he sets fire to them. And not only that, we get like sound effects. We like, get like burning flesh sound effects and yeah, screaming. Yeah. Scre- like screaming in agony. And he's also supposedly in the same video, he's also reviewing Oppenheimer. 
And the whole the whole bit is, well, I'm going to review Barbie in an Oppenheimer sort of way. So what he's doing there is he's he's kind of making this great big joke about, oh, um, the the atomic bomb, Hiroshima, people burning to death in agony. Uh, that's an Oppenheimer review now. You know? And that, that strikes me as extremely disturbing. That's like normalizing. And, um, you know, loads of people will say in response to this, oh, well, Ben's not actually saying we should. Ben has said, said we should burn people alive. He said that many, many times. He supported yeah. the war on terror. He supports uh, Israel's rampages in Gaza. He, he said when he was mm. a very young man, he started out in this, you know, um, Palestinians just live in filth. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember that. Tweet he has or... consistently been, been in support of exactly that, bombing people and therefore burning them alive. So this this thing that everybody's mocking like, oh, he's, he's silly, isn't he? It's actually pretty bloody sinister. As I say, they're gearing themselves up for, for, for violence. Yeah, I mean, who was it that recently just said that we need to uh, eradicate uh, trans was it trans? They didn't say trans people, but transness. Michael, or, no. Trans. Yeah, there no you go. Problem. Trans transgenderism yeah. from uh, public life, and then they tried to do this semantic trick of like, no, no, oh, yeah, no, was, I didn't mean trans people. I meant the ideology, and and that's what yeah. they always said about Muslims, right? So it's very similar and yeah, horrendous. Exactly. And and as you said, genocidal sounding. Like the other bit of that that people didn't notice at the time, I think, is the phrase "from public life." Because you know, not to Godwin myself, but that's exactly what the Nazis said: we need to remove Jews from public life. We need to because supposedly they dominate banking and the arts and so on. And there we are. We're right back at the degenerate art exhibition. That was part of how they started removing Jews from public life. And it never begins at Treblinka. It begins with the culture war. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a really good point there. Cultural Bolshevism, um, cultural Marxism. Culture oh, is where yeah. people they know that if they want to get to people, to get them to get behind stuff like this, then you get them through culture. I remember when Majid Nawaz uh, called me a cultural Bolshevik or something yeah. because because I criticized his apologetics for Tommy Robinson, and uh, of course that's what that's what he called me. Yeah, yeah. Normal, well, normal be, people in the intellectual dark web. Very, very, very normal people. Yeah, burning Barbies right. and putting putting soundtracks of people screaming in agony over the top of it. Very normal. And can you imagine if, like, anyone on the left had remotely burned anything, the outrage about the silencing and the oppressiveness of that would never, ever end. And no. what was it that Matt Walsh tweeted uh, today? <laughs> I remember sending it to you in DMs, and you were like, oh, yeah, that's about <laughs> Ben upstaging him. He tweeted, this is a good time to remember that feminism has killed far more people than the atomic bomb. It is perhaps the most destructive force in human history. Trans ideology, its offshoot, is competing for the title. And it's like, it's so ridiculous because sometimes they say that trans people are like, you know, attacking women and, and uh, coming coming for feminists and uh, taking people backwards with like gender stereotypes and just like bullshit. Right. But 
when they feel like it, it's like, oh, trans ideology is an offshoot of feminism now. And it's like, can you make up your mind? Which is it? Well, they love their, they love to appropriate Orwell, but uh, it just yeah, yeah, all the time. Yeah, it, it, people who've actually read the book will will remember the scene where the 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 guy is uh, making a, a a speech about how dreadful Eurasia is, the the evil hordes of Eurasia, and how we have to destroy them. And then in the middle of the speech, somebody comes up to him and hands him a note, and without pausing for a second, he starts talking about the evil hordes of East Asia and how we need to do it because you know the the enemy in the war has just switched over and in you know like like nothing has ever happened he just switches over to talking about a different country that they have to destroy and everybody in the crowd just goes oh these signs are wrong we need to get rid of these signs it's and nobody acknowledges that a change has been made and that's what they do all the time you know it's it's you have to you have to hate trans people because they're anti-women and then you have to hate them because they're feminist Right. And no, yep. no attention is paid to the contradiction. Yep. The wokes are too mean or they're too weak and sniveling snowflakes. It's like, can't be both. Because they don't really have politics. What they have is enemies. And you make right. any political or aesthetic or rhetorical argument you need to make at any given time in order to attack the enemy by any means right. necessary. Right. That's it. right. All right. Let's hear from... Uh, some people i think see you later had their hand up first then it was dave then tavish and then kareem and then jd hello can you hear me yes oh great so uh a lot of what i was going to say has already been said now uh, but i wanted to add that uh back to the question of like is this uh this uh like uh something that distract is like a distraction or like a deliberate distraction i feel like a lot of what maybe might be a difference between like left versus right politics is kind of the attitude towards culture's position to uh, like in regards to politics because a lot of like what i hear or see from like right-wing pundits is like this idea that culture shapes politics while a lot of left-wing criticism is always like trying to no, we need to prioritize the political like let's say economic policies or something or or something like that uh, and that will then inform the culture and i feel like that might be like a kind of fundamental difference in like attitude towards like how the world works that that is kind of behind the reason why culture war issues can garner so much more attention on the right than they can uh, from a like in in like motivating people from the uh, with a right leaning position um, to become like politically active. Right. Yeah. All right, Dave. Uh, so sorry about the way I sound. I'm on the world's oldest phone because I keep buying studio equipment. Hi, Ina. It's been a while. I hope you're well. Hello. Yes, I am. Hope you are too. So, as the uh, as the uh, maybe the token gay guy here, I want to the jean jacket. We have to talk about the jean jacket. I've never seen Ben Shapiro wear a jean jacket. I wonder if he was like trying to like blend in or kind of hide in the crowd at the movie theater where he was at because of the choice of the jean jacket. Was he wearing? Uh, yeah, one? He, I remember him wearing like a black 
jeans and a black t-shirt. I don't don't remember a jacket. Yeah, if you go but, back and look, he was wearing a, a jean jacket. It was no. it was a weird it was a weird choice. The people in my chat were commenting on it, but that's kind of silly. I what I what I want everybody <laughs> to think about is what version of this Barbie movie would our intellectual opponents have enjoyed like what would it what would the content of this movie had had like had to have been for ben shapiro or michael knowles or that weirdo the quartering or whatever for those people to have been like oh this barbie movie was great i really liked the barbie movie i just want people to think about that a little bit and that's it i'll let, let the next person go yeah i don't think any kind of barbie movie would have satisfied them unless it was like Fashy Fox News Barbie movie. That was it. Just, that would be it. Just very briefly jump in. I think what they would have liked would have been like Barbie the movie with everything according to the underlying assumptions that went into creating Barbie back in the 50s or whatever it was, completely uninterrogated. Yeah, so That's, the dumbest, dumbed yeah. down version ever. Yeah. Because that's no what, they layers, just want nothing no irony, to move on. They nothing. Don't want anybody to ever question anything or anything to be interrogated, you know, anything from the past. Any anything that represents established power relationships just has to be left eternally unquestioned. So if you just if you just take Barbie from nineteen forty nine fifty, whatever, whenever whenever it was started, and you take all those assumptions about women and domesticity and femininity and all that stuff that went in to creating Barbie in that in that first, you know, the, the sort of classic Barbie, and you just represent those faithfully on screen, they'd probably, well, they'd probably be bored of shit like everybody else, but they'd claim to think it was great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, if it was, like, all about trad wife and homemaking and baby making, and, yeah, that'd be great <laughs> for them. That that's uh, conservative for you. They literally just never want to move ahead. I think I saw a clip on Instagram. Dave Rubin so angry about Snow White and saying instead of destroying things that are old and things that we already have, why can't you just come up with a new story? And it's like because people want these stories to evolve and reflect the values of our time. That is why these fairy tales, which belong to, like, everyone in the culture, not just the right, someone or another wants to remake it to be more reflective of our world today. That's all. It that doesn't is destroy what it. No, the, the, it just... The Chris, Pine, the, the Chris Pine Star Trek movies don't make 60s Star Trek go away. We still have both. You know, Forbidden Planet doesn't make The Tempest not exist anymore. We still have both. It's fine. Dave, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> right right and and uh i remember like on my early days uh on twitter it, i think it was like 2012 2013 i said something about like nursery rhymes um being like you know reading them back as an adult and thinking holy shit these are terrible like we need new nursery rhymes or we need to revisit these nursery rhymes and like a bunch of uh pakistani conservative men got really mad at me for like wanting to revisit things like sugar and spice and all things nice or 
Do you know the one I'm talking about? So silly, yeah. girl. Th- these are the things that girls are made of. I don't even remember yeah. it anymore. But boys are uh, slugs and snails and puppy dogs. Tails. Puppy dogs' tails. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, it's always the kid stuff. I remember, like, it, I'm, it's been going on forever. Like, we experience it so much more. It's more omnipresent now, I suppose, because of social media. But all my life, I've been reading these things in in British newspapers from these old reactionary farts who are complaining about political correctness is going to ban Biggles or Tintin or Dan Dare or something that they've always done this. And it's, it's this, I think this concern about children's media, it just, it's really telling because on whether they're conscious of it or not, what they're worried about is the idea that we, you know, we won't be indoctrinating the kids well enough in patriarchy and capitalism and nationalism and all this stuff. If we don't, yes. if we don't drum it into them, drum it into them right away. You know, we, we'll we'll be in trouble. And yeah, actually, you will. And tough luck. Well, that's <laughs> how they continue be, be, like these. Much to undermine capitalism, but because it because it's a mega corporation, um, you know, commodity. It's not going to. But yeah, attitudes are going to change. And they just they they cannot they cannot handle anything changing or progressing and it it must be so hard to live like that to want to just like stay stuck in a time capsule forever and ever and ever because the world around you will keep changing and to just be unable to adjust or try to adjust it's it seems like a very difficult and miserable way to live which is why they're always so miserable and angry but well, the truth the truth is that they do adjust. They adjust all the time. They adjust to things that benefit them. You know that that's <laughs> that point. if if they can. You know, the internet comes along, and yeah, they've adjusted to that just fine, haven't they? The reaction rates <laughs> things change all the time, and they react. They, they oh yeah, this is great. This thing has changed. It benefits me. I can make money out of that. And this other oh, thing over yeah. here, I'm worried that it might make women feel slightly less. Um, subservient to me that's evil <laughs> <laughs> it's the hierarchy you can't fuck with that you can uh, you know get them a better computer high speed internet uh, you know glasses they'll adjust to that um, medical care advances and surgical techniques if it benefits them though I suppose some will object to any sort of uh medical advancement as well but yeah you're very right they do adjust to some things but it's the things that challenge their hierarchies you know lobsters and shit yeah absolutely uh (laughs) let's see who who uh, i think it was tavish uh i i believe hello hello how's it going i had a very brief remark i haven't seen the film but uh my friend uh watched it he said that it's was about the film was about feminism and how it is like utilized or misused by the corporations was that what the film was about i mean if you've been listening to the space you'll know that most of us have not seen the film um so i can't really comment on that but we're commenting more about the outrage that we've seen in the media so was the 
if there was an exposure of what corporations do and how they misuse uh, say feminism was that what caused the rage uh, from- no i don't think so i think the outrage is about it being too feminist and too woke too inclusive quote unquote woke let me say there does seem to be some from what i've heard there does seem to be some anti cap or sort of corporate critique stuff in there of like the mattel corporation um, but that's not what's not, been causing the no, right wing exactly. outrage yeah exactly they don't get that far yeah yeah they don't get beyond the it's too pink and they hate men all right kareem what's up yeah, I like two things I wanted to mention, like something you, you've talked about far earlier, or you more like um, I have slightly mentioned it. It's um, re- regarding the threat coming from these culture wars and culture war narratives. It's, I think it's quite interesting to see how they've evolved over the past, let's say, decade when it started like in roughly 2014, 2015, like that, where it's really uh, got a hype that... Um, Back then, most of these people, like influencers, journalists, politicians, and so on, they, will not, they would never claim that it's about, oh, I, I am against LGBTIQ people, or I'm against black people, or yada, yada, yada. It's only about politics and media. I don't want politics and media. I don't want any agenda. And it slowly but surely evolved to the point, no, I don't mind agenda, which we all know was always the truth. I mind this agenda. I mind feminism. I mind transgenderism. They still are a little bit reluctant to be open about racism, but we all know that that this is the real uh, idea here. And um, I, I don't know if there's a similar way to paraphrase it in English and German. And we say that they like always put the toe into the water, like they are testing how far they can go, uh, and. They, and they do that. They keep on going forward and more overt with uh, with, with their speech. This is yeah, like, yeah. This is like what you what you see right now. Currently, the the main target is transgenderism because they have recognized that there is a a hatred and and bigotry beyond the let's say established right wing. That you have like self proclaimed feminists and some uh, and some people on, on the. Uh, LGB, uh, more like LGB spectrum and so on, who have like their uh, their concerns, quote unquote, regarding this topic, or uh, other religious minorities like Muslims, for example, and 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 so they stretch out on that, and uh, and they are more eager to be overt, but like they still are a little bit more reluctant when it comes to other topics. But we all know that this is behind it, and when it comes to that point where they become super overt. This is where we should be more cons- mostly concerned because. But look, is- look at what's happening, like in Florida, how they're talking, trying to do the revisionism around slavery, right? They're trying to say that slavery benefited the slaves, and they were learning skills that they could put to good use, and it's just like horrendous. It is. To it be is like like kids that. Like this is what I'm saying. Like I'm also really really certain which is some would say it's pessimistic but i'm really certain that we will get a more overt racism also and not something which is like a little bit more 
covered up as it is still slightly currently. Like people still claiming that it's not about race. But as you said, like this new narrative about mm, let's maybe make a revisionism on how we see slavery is certainly a step into that direction. And uh, and this should be concerning. This should be generally concerning about the left. So like what you said earlier, that we have like many people on the left not really considering these cultural war topics or even pandering towards them, like uh, uh, like agreeing even slightly. This is really, really concerning because we are basically allowing these people to step-by-step step dehumanize certain minorities. And, uh, and the other thing is, um, me personally, I've, I'm not sure if I mentioned it in some earlier spaces, I'm religious studies major, also like focused on history, so I'm a historian. And um, when people ask me, what do I see like as the main idea of an historian, I would say it's the criticism of ideology. Ideologies are based on narratives and they mostly rely on, on alleged history for that. So this is why historic education is so enormously important. It's why we can see that the right is trying to purposely censor that, like in Florida. Um, right, they, right. They create a false image of, of the past to basically uh, as basically the fundament of their ideological myth. And this is usually where, like, as a, on a, as a scholar, from a scholarly perspective, what you need to attack. Like, for example, to go back to the, to the Barbie topic, like, oh, manliness and our manlyhood, and this is the end of masculinity. And, like, if you have, like, a somewhat educated idea of history, you know that the idea of masculinity, even in patriarchy, change drastically it is always was always a fluid concept and like just take men from the 18th century like just look at their dresses like like how they clothed like it's it's a drastic shift from what was previously and from what came after like these things were always fluid or what men are or women on the other hand are allegedly should be interested in like for example horses were the top man topic throughout centuries like what not even centuries millennials because men were the one who, who ride uh, who ride horses and and go to war and all of that and now horses are considered a girly thing and who knows maybe in 500 years cars are considered a girly thing god knows but it, like this is just like the point to to, to deconstruct it and this is what the riot is more scared scared of because they rely on these narratives about things that allegedly always has been that way things that are allegedly natural and this should be deconstructed and when like in florida or in other countries education is attacked and this is the the most drastic step they um they will put in because they will start to shift our perspective on history yeah i think that was very well said yeah indeed yeah the Reactionary politics is always about taking the, the present moment and just sort of freezing it and amputating all the context of the past and also kind of prohibiting all imagination of the future, which is something that I think just comes inherently when you when you start to interrogate the past. And that's, I, as I say, I haven't seen the movies, so I can't speak for it, but that is something that works of art can do films and novels and so on can look at the past and the the values and the aesthetics and the ideologies of the past that i don't think a film about the barbie franchise could possibly help but do even if it didn't want to and deconstruct and think about them a bit and so on and so forth and 
that just that sort of analysis of, of the past and particularly particularly a part of the past that continues to, to exist into the present like these long-running ips be they toys or or film franchises or what franchises or whatever criticism of them and that and um fairy tales that, that just just live on and they are artifacts of the past that we still have with us Yes, and any examination yes, yes. of them, any interrogation of them, any deconstruction of them runs that risk that people might, through doing that, through thinking about the past that way, they might start to imagine a different future. And the, the reactionary viewpoint is just, no, we have to do not look left, do not look right, just look ahead, at, you know, pretend that everything else doesn't exist. Here, now is it. And that's how it has to be. And that's the way it's always been. And you can't not only should you not change it you can't it's impossible it's genetic or whatever yes 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 it's in your dna yeah time to get your calipers out everyone yeah it always comes down <laughs> to calipers doesn't it in the end measuring skulls <laughs> yep yep i mean i wonder if ben shapiro went home and measured barbie's like skull i don't want to think about what ben does with barbie when he's on his own <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Nobody think about that. But there are probably calipers involved. Based on that video, he probably just burns Barbies in, in fires, you know, and listens Did to their notice? sweet, sweet program. In that video, how large the matches were? That was a strange choice. Like, to get no, they just look over... large because they're being held by Ben Shapiro. <laughs> right, right. So I couldn't really I mean... it. <laughs> All right, so... Jack, you sent me, um, I think, an article about about Barbie <laughs> um, by uh, none other than Pierce Morgan, and I thought it was hilarious because he was so so mad. Like, I think he said something like, "If I made a movie about treating yeah. women the way Barbie treats men, feminists would want to execute me." That's Jeez. actually the, the headline that they've put in the New York Post. That's the headline of the of the opinion piece. Oh, um, is that the headline? I just noticed yeah. that. <laughs> and uh, no, peers, no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't want you executed <laughs> if you made a movie. That treated women badly, they might criticize you. Right, which That's is the same thing. Come on. <laughs> For right wingers, it is the same thing, right? Just to be mildly criticized by uh, another group is uh, basically like being executed. Meanwhile, well, they can talk about eradicating Muslims or transgenderism or whatever. And you're too sensitive if you get upset by that. Exactly. And I like what I like about Piers' article is that he doesn't he doesn't pretend. Like even Ben does this <laughs> thing where he says, Well, politics aside, it's a terrible movie. He actually comes up with loads of riffs yeah, on yeah. like, you know, a, a dog shit um burning bin inside of a dog shit mountain or something. He's trying to he's trying to do that mm. sort of performatively angry YouTube film mm. criticism it's, it's cringy but Piers doesn't Piers just comes out and says it he just he starts with I'll read a bit of it to you he starts with what is the patriarchy I bet most people reading this haven't a clue actually Piers people reading an article by you <laughs> in the New York Post I think you're probably right um, 
This, even I don't really understand it, and according to radical feminists, I'm supposed to be the very personification of what it supposedly represents. And then he, he talks about how it's said in Barbie. I mean, it's said. The word is said in a film. Can you imagine? In recent times, yeah. the concept of their patriarchy has been hijacked and corrupted by feminazis to suggest that every aspect <laughs> of life and society is dominated by powerful, privileged males over subjugated, underprivileged females. Men are evil oppressors. Women are unimpeachably perfect victims. And anyone who dares challenge this notion is a disgusting misogynist. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what feminists say, Piers. Well done. 10 out of 10. <laughs> no notes. That's you, aren't you quoting Judith Butler there, actually, Piers? I, uh, and then... Really, the rest of the review is just him saying there's feminist stuff in the film, you know, and from from Imagine. The article, yeah, I know because that's that's illegitimate. They want freedom of speech, but also some viewpoints just shouldn't be in media, you know. No, no, um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> his review of the film makes me want to see it. I'll be honest with you; it wasn't it wasn't on my list of things to rush out and see. But his <laughs> review of the film makes it sound makes it sound. Like it yeah. actually does. I mean, he makes it sound like it's basically the scum manifesto, the movie. But reading between the lines of Piers' frothing idiocy and reactionary politics and, and misogyny, don't forget that one. Reading between the mm. lines it actually sounds like it is trying. And of course, the director's Greta Gerwig, isn't it? So she's an intelligent director. Um, it is trying to do what I, what I thought it would try to do, which is try to sort of interrogate and deconstruct loads of those aesthetics and assumptions and, and, and tropes around women and, and domesticity and, and family life and the relationship between the sexes and genders and stuff like that, that the Barbie IP is just inherently based upon. This is the thing that's invisible in their complaints. Barbie is it, and you mentioned this yourself, Barbie is itself ideology. It itself pushes a view of women and a view of life. Yeah. And yep. that view is not, I know it's made all sorts of, like loads of brands, it's made all sorts of efforts to be much more inclusive and much more diverse and stuff like that. Lots of brands are doing that now because it's good for business. They've realized mm -hmm. that they can talk to more people if they start including people more and diff different types of people more. It's made all those efforts. And probably people working at Mattel are doing some of it in good faith. I, I, I expect that's true. But even so, the whole, the whole, whatever you call a franchise when it's toys, IP, I suppose, is the term I'm using. It's all mm -hmm. based upon those assumptions, and they are patriarchal, and they are reactionary, and they are relics of a previous time. And that's in, that's in the lives of millions of children all over the world. Um, and so we have a text here that it sounds, I mean, maybe it'll be a big disappointment when I see it, but it sounds to me like it is actually trying to think about some of these things a bit and interrogate them a bit. Mm -hmm. And that's just the, the fury the rage that that causes in people like Piers Morgan. You want to think about things? How dare you? <laughs> oh, and he's honest about it, right? And imagine that you're calling like a group of right-wingers like Nazis with such, you know, so freely. The way that they use feminazi you know, you remember that whole thing that they say where if you call someone a Nazi, you're just pushing them further and further right, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, like, where's a group that often gets call called Nazis, right? Feminazis all the fucking time. Has that made, yeah. you know, feminists turn into Nazis? I mean, maybe turfs, but I don't believe they're feminists 
for real, but um, no, no. yeah. If, if, but if, if reality, the tables are turned, if reality yeah, isn't up to your standards, you just invent it. So you would say, yeah, they are Nazis, actually. Yeah. yeah <laughs> because uh, they don't accept um, their place and they don't know their yeah. place. So when you're a privileged person and you get even the slightest bit of pushback, then that starts to feel like oppression. Yeah. And throughout history, when that's happened to people, they've constructed... The, the people they fear and they hate as like folkloric monsters. They've constructed yeah. them as vampires and bacteria and rats and stuff like that. And we live in the era where thanks to things like Hollywood, the Nazis are kind of folkloric monsters. We have this, the Nazis are constantly um, being fed to us as villains, you know, both in, you know, actual literal Nazis or Nazi analogs in film after film whether it's the you know, sort of cartoon Nazis in Indiana, in Indiana Jones or it's the, um, the, the Empire in Star Wars and stuff like that. They've become monsters of folklore. So these people are just doing what these people have always done, except that now they're calling them Nazis because they don't really understand what the Nazis were. They're just these folkloric bad guys. Yeah. Kareem, did you have anything... Yeah, I was just like um, thinking when, when when you mentioned P uh, Pierce Morgan, um, I still sometimes have the impression that like uh, you know in the United States, by some people, uh, hopefully not by by most, or maybe the Smith also like uh, disappeared, but like that Europe is like a, a beacon of progressiveness at least compared compared to to the United States. And I mean, Europeans tend to run their mouths on on Americans quite a lot and, <laughs> and, and, and make fun of them. And to every American like in the chat room, don't let let them give you that. As someone who lives in Germany, like they, they are not that much better as they pretend they are. <laughs> Actually, not at all. And like and like many of the issues. Like like what you just said, like with with femi not um, Nazis, uh, Springer is the biggest media corporation in Germany. They run several newspapers. They have a TV channel. They also some years ago they bought Politico, so they are like now also active uh, outside of Germany for, for for quite some time. They are what is usually considered more right wing establishment. They still try to distance themselves from like the far right, even though they copy all their talking points. And um, just like the labels they have created in, in the past years in Germany and the like really unhinged hypocrisy when, um, f from them, like, for example, um, Woko Haram is a label. Right, right, right. Like the, the, the chief editor uh, of, Springer, uh, of Springer's biggest newspaper, Welt, uh, he has, he has kind of coined that. And then some years later, a German satire show made made like fun of these group of certain politicians and specifically Springer journalists, and they have like in, in this satire show they have created like an image depicting them of like the RAF, which is like the most infamous terror leftist terrorist group in Germany, and they went all nuts regarding that. Like they had this one. Uh, image which is like based on a wanted poster an historic wanted poster of the RAF with all like the key members of, of it depicted and they changed that 
with like the image of some politicians and some journalists, including a horse, which is uh, including some cor uh, corruption scandal, uh, whatever. They went nuts regarding that and saying, oh, they're calling us terrorists and they're comparing us to terrorists and they created a list of us. This is so dangerous that the, the left is so unhinged. And then like not even a year after that, they are now again calling like climate activists, climate terrorists. Like there is such an uh, unhinged environment regarding to that in, with all the right wing. And it's also a copying of like a certain, I would say, American style specifically created by Fox News, which some media outlets outside of like in Europe, I'm thinking of Germany, have copied because they recognize it, it works successfully. One of the former journalists of Springer, he was the chief editor of their like major tabloid. Uh, he was always a racist, sexist piece of garbage, but he was fired some years ago, not because of that or not directly because of that, but guess what? Because of sexual harassment. This, um, this was the thing. He is still active. He now has his own little online TV channel, uh, online news channel, which is shockingly based on like, like you can see it's a mixture of a little bit alex jones with a little bit not too strong uh, or not too outlandish sounding conspiracy theories but a lot of tucker carlson like it's it's really really strong sorry it sounds delightful yeah yeah <laughs> if they did uh, there's now currently a whole new news outlet uh, emerging, of course, funded by some right-wing uh, billionaire in Germany, where he is also included, and some others, like also a trans-exclusive feminist journalist who is quite infamous in Germany, uh, who just recently said that the real threat is not the right-wing. Uh, she specifically mentioned one name, Björn Höcke, who, is, uh, who was officially labeled by a German court a fascist because he simply fits the definition of it. But not people like him are the danger to our democracy, but it's the left woke who is destroying our, our state and blah, blah, blah. And she's a self-proclaimed feminist again. Um, and just so you know, the party of said politician, Björn Höcke, is currently at 22% in the polls. And the far right is still the core leader of every chart when it comes to violent crimes, to attacks, and to political motivated murders in Germany. But it's transgenderism, it's climate activism, or any sort of wokeism, quote-unquote, or specifically in, in Germany, it's diversity in regarding to ethnicity, like pandering, allegedly pandering towards Islamism and blah, blah, blah. This is still really a thing here. These are the things that are the real threat and not like an actual fascist party. Yeah, right. you know, Germany just recently had a an attempted um, outright fascist coup attempt. You know, the, the, uh, yeah, exactly, they, exactly. Yes, it was just last year. Yeah, but uh, the Reichsburger coup. I was trying to remember the, the word, um, but then um, it's the same in the states, isn't it? They, they, you know, in in January sixth, they literally had an outright at attempt to overthrow American democracy by, you know, in an actual sort of conspiracy of far-right groups with the with the sitting president attempted to overthrow American democracy and install an unelected government. And the, the extent to which that's just been memory hold, again, Orwell, memory hold, 
by these people that talk like you know the big threat to pu- to uh, to public life and and social order is of course um teachers with blue hair telling kids that slavery once existed you know they if they if they were capable of the self awareness that would stop them from doing it they wouldn't be doing it in the first place would they i suppose <laughs> So, sorry, I uh, got distracted uh, by reading the comments, so I didn't really hear what note you guys ended on. I apologize. But I'm just, uh, I wanted to get Mustache Bob in because I know he had his hand up before and then got disconnected. And then we'll talk to Ten Crady again. And, uh, yeah, hello. Hey, I'm on my porch, so I hope my audio is not, like, too awful. Is that Sounds all right. Oh, okay, cool. Because, uh, of course, I'm imbibing tobacco as I'm talking to you. But uh, I've been ducking in and out, and I don't know um, if you've uh, seen the guy who pretends he's a knight who actually reviewed the Barbie movie for longer yes! than any time. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched this thing today. He's wearing, like, a full, like, pretend cheap-looking knight costume. Yeah, I, it's not I thought, even good. Yeah, I thought it was like chainmail, but it was just like a hoodie that no, had like fake chainmail on it. It's like fabric. <laughs> yeah, it's it's awful. And it, it made me realize that like this guy and Piers Morgan, who you were talking about, and like especially like Ben Shapiro and the Daily Wire people, they all just have terrible taste in movies. And they can't engage like... <laughs> They can't like engage a culture product unless it's exactly like formulaic and marketed specifically to them. So they like freak out and get like violently mad where they want it to. And it's just wild to me. Yeah. It's yeah. Very, very- and you actually saw the movie, right? I did actually. I liked it a lot. Like I need to get some more like Kenergy um, because I, I dress <laughs> in like all black all the time, but <laughs> I oh, need to get well, some like welcome. You're on, you're on the right Twitter space. Apparently, everybody just dresses in black on here. Well, it's great. I never have to worry about matching my clothes. But uh, <laughs> it was a great movie. Like, I'm, I'm shocked that they managed to make like a big studio feminist movie like this. And I'm kind of happy they did. Because it does actually kind of use a brand that uh, has like kind of sent like, some weird and negative images, uh, uh, like body images, to people over the years to like send kind of a more positive message. Or as positive a message as you're going to get out of a big studio movie. Right. We were talking about that, I think, before you came on. Did it actually address the, I guess, problematicness of the body image messages that Barbie has been giving all along? Or did they just, like, skim over it? Bob? Bob? (laughs) It is a mystery that will never be answered until we go see the movie. There's literally no way to ever know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well look jack when you go see it you have to post a picture of yourself in like ben shapiro pose but but wear a pink shirt or something oh no i mean as, as i've now learned conveniently ken wears black t-shirt and black jeans and that's basically that's my right. uniform anyway. yeah <laughs> I, I i had kennedy all along and i didn't know it yeah oh, and i'm often mistaken for ryan gosling so uh well, look, your accent's definitely far more interesting. I do, I do have the accent. If all else. that's why I'm good on audio. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Do we have Bob back? Yeah. So, uh, so the, the, the app keeps like yeah. crashing on me. Ah, tell it's me about you're, it. You're saying nice things about Barbie, and that is not allowed. Yeah, I've been shadow banned by the uh, right wing culture sphere. 
and uh, <laughs> that's right. It's a conspiracy. And I, 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 hey, I demand a New York Times opinion uh, byline for the next five years so I can properly tell my story about this app crashing on me. Absolutely. You should get it. Um, and Jack, too. I mean, they were just trying to cancel him and oppress his wokeness or silence him or something. I, I, that's what that was all about. I, I did just want to say it's also worth noting that the go woke. Uh, go broke thing has like never been a thing and that this movie's going to be incredibly <laughs> prof- profitable yep yep it's already breaking all well, kinds of records that's why they make work stuff now it's because people buy it because pe- people want to buy things that they see themselves in and the the, the consumers come in all shapes and sizes and uh it sells to people. People like inclusive messages. They like diversity. They like to see themselves, and they like the whole idea of. They like the idea of being inclusive. They like brands and commodities that make them feel that way. To be a little bit cynical about it, that's what always gets me about these people that complain about this stuff. You're complaining about your own thing, guys. You're complaining about the so-called free market. It's yes. just doing its thing. It's just identified a, a, a way to sell people shit, and it's exploiting it. You should be proud. It's the way you tell us everything should be organized. You t- you tell us constantly that everything from child care to education to health care to s- the street lights to everything should be just the market because it's the most efficient and it's most innovative. So you tell us this constantly. Well, to the extent that we have a free market at all, this is just culture being run by that. You should be happy. Ironically, if they like consumed critical theory and engaged like the concept of the culture industry, they would have a lot better uh, argument about uh, mass media. Yeah, they should read some Adorno and Horkheimer. (laughs) Sorry, the idea of Ben Shapiro reading Adorno just made me laugh. The the idea of Ben Shapiro reading anything makes me laugh. So that's that's a good reaction. True, true. All right, can we get Ken Crady on? And then we can think about wrapping up. Yeah, um, yeah. of course, they are just going to put out stuff that people want to buy. Um, I was going to go back to something Kareem was saying, which was so true about the homogenization of the far right and how everyone kind of follows each other all across the world. Um, and I think it's because of the internet, largely. Um, and I think it's it started as language, you know, people can only take in the language they speak. And that's why you saw, you know, all these Canadians and all these British and Australian far right, you know, there became this right wing Anglosphere online where you had, you know, different stars from, you know, Peterson, Douglas Murray, all these people. You had like the Christchurch shooting taking in all the English media. And then you, you know, I know a lot of immigrants and their parents just take in their own perspective, far right kind of propaganda, whether they're Russian or Chinese or, you know, we're Indian and stuff. And you're just like, where are you getting this stuff? But all of a sudden, it all starts to sound very similar. And they're all complaining about the same things. And, you know, you see these movements bubbling up. With, you know, with Tucker Carlson going to Hungary and Bolsonaro and all these different things. So I don't know. You know, this, there's not anything to combat it either. They're all moving in sync. They're all focusing on the same things. You know, immigration, culture war, you know, homosexuality and things like that. And the center is not really offering up anything that's motivating people at all. And it's disturbing. Thank you. (laughs) 
Yeah, the anti-woke center, especially, like, you know, there's the people that are not, like, right-wing, but they claim to be sort of on the left, but mostly centrist, but they express their sympathies with the anti-woke cause, like, constantly. Those people have done so much damage, so much damage. It's like the whole New York Times thing, right, where they're headlines are now just like the stuff of parody and for some great intellectuals the new york times has apparently been broken by wokeness i'll give everyone uh one guess as to who said that anyone any guesses the new york times has been broken is by it, wokeness is it barry weiss <laughs> no but good guess good guess jack any guesses um Sam Harris? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Right. The guy who thinks Ezra Klein is far, far left. Yeah. You know, I'm actually very surprised I haven't seen a Jordan Peterson like meltdown about Barbie. I guess he's still <laughs> too busy with Elsa. But I, I haven't seen Yeah. Yeah. It, it, or maybe it feels like very much the sort of thing he would uh he would be on uh, like yeah. a fly on shit. <laughs> right, right. Maybe he's preparing something real big. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he drank some apple cider. The, the Daily Wire could only. The Daily Wire could only afford the one ticket. Right, right. <laughs> oh, you know that there. Some of them are boycotting Barbie. Actually, many of them are boycotting Barbie, and it's just such a joyless existence to be a right winger. And I saw this clip of like a Fox News person woman host saying um you know i'm i've been boycotting so many things lately i'm just running out of things to boycott like because imagine i think like they're boycotting like some brand of tampons or pads some kind of children's toys all the children's shows almost um movies a beer all sorts of food and beverages target it's just, I mean, how do you even keep track of it? Actually, they have an app for that. They, they give, like, wokeness scores to different brands, and you have to pull out your app and check the wokeness score of each product that you're considering purchasing. It's just so, so, so exhausting and joyless. Speaking of professional reactionaries, did you see um, uh, that Douglas Murray was on Fox Outnumbered talking about Barbie? I did not. How did I miss Dougie's take? What did he have to say? Oh, just exactly the same crap. <laughs> <laughs> I am shocked. Just feminazis and feminism's gone too far and now men are in the oppressed position and, you know, just the same old shit. That, that's it, literally. Ted always, Cruz had a novel take, actually. Ted Cruz is very concerned about a map that's in the film, apparently. apparently oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Did you see this? There's, apparently there's a map in the film and it has some, it has some dashes on it, which indicate... <laughs> Chinese claims to the South China Seas or something that are disputed <laughs> by Vietnam. And, and Ted Cruz thinks this is a big sort of communist conspiracy to try to indoctrinate um, the uh, the eight-year-old girls of America into um, believing <laughs> the, the Chinese Communist Party's claims to fishing rights. In, I, I, I don't fucking know. But... <laughs> <laughs> so good it has been so good to see this because it is so ridiculous but i guess it should be worrying too because it, there's just so much of it right and as everyone has pointed out they just 
they're so good at all kind of being in step with each other. They're so well-funded, organized. And I don't think we have that as much on the left. And that is worrying. It is difficult, isn't it? Because they are ridiculous. They are objectively ridiculous, but it doesn't make them any less dangerous. It's like if you yeah. the re- the really old um, Godzilla movies. Obviously, the the Godzillas in them are risible. They look silly by our modern standards. I mean, the classic movies, obviously, but the, the the big dinosaurs look silly. But it's like if one of those looking and acting and moving exactly like one of the old original Godzilla, you know, man in a rubber suit puppet things appeared and it was actually 200 feet tall and it actually started crushing buildings. But it's, it would look ridiculous, but it would still kill you. <laughs> That's what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Kareem. I just, I just love the idea of comrade Barbie bringing, uh, seizing the means of production and bringing us closer to communism. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like the whole color scheme of, of communism has to be changed from red to pink this is uh, this would be this would be it i would totally be on board with that <laughs> um but yeah like like what what you're just describing is like um this is it, this is cancel culture as as they always pretended it, it exists like they always say oh the, the left is canceling this and that and we cannot watch the, uh, watch it anymore i mean still recently this is like not something far in the past like um with the harry potter video video game who came out i think it was last year and um people saying that you probably shouldn't buy it because uh, jk rowling is a horrendous human being and you shouldn't push royalties into her pockets and, and people then were were crying about cancel culture and that you cannot enjoy anything anymore but you right now you're not allowed to enjoy any disney movie you're not allowed to enjoy barbie you're not allowed, allowed to enjoy marvel movies or or this or that because it's all apparently spoiled with, with wokeism like it's just what i said what i mentioned earlier it's just this unhinged hypocrisy uh, where people pretended for throughout years that things are not about politics that they're uh, not about the message per se but that they would just mind politics in uh, in their um, uh, uh, in their media, um, or that they are against wokeism, but they don't mind politics. They mind the the message per se, and they also don't mind boycotting because they boycott more than the left does. It's uh, it's this really un uh, really really un- unhinged hypocrisy, and I think it should be it should be more outcalled because it's such an obvious weakness um, that, that these people but they do don't care. care. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, that's, if... that's it. They don't, cause they all know on a fundamental level, they all know what they're doing. So you point out their hypocrisy and their double standards and it just slides off them because they know, and they don't care. That's not yeah. that, that, you know, the fact that they're blatantly contradicting themselves and, blatantly ridiculous it doesn't you know ben shapiro has been widely and roundly mocked for his ridiculous barbie reaction video he doesn't care he will make money from that he will get clicks from that and he will continue doing what he's doing to an audience that has eaten that up and will eat up the next thing that that you know he's current he's made loads more videos about it about the reaction to his reaction and he'll make another video about the reaction to his reaction to his reaction he, he's fine. You know, the, the fact that hundreds of people have pointed out <laughs> his hypocrisy and, and ridiculousness, he doesn't, he doesn't care. And 
fundamentally as long as they one of the things that really i found really instructive recently was when those um you know during the dominion lawsuit of fox news and during the discovery process loads of stuff from you know internal stuff from fox news came out um and of course the the, the juiciest bits like tucker saying you know trump's a destroyer and stuff like that that made its way into the headlines but if you look through that stuff what i found really instructive about that is that they really were not, at least in terms of their communications with each other as an organization, they were not concerned about politics. They were not concerned about anything except views, about audience numbers, viewing figures. That was it. They weren't concerned what anybody on the left thought of them or anybody on the on the more liberal networks thought of them or any of the criticism that, you know, they were not worrying about what... Um, I don't know who it is now, but, you know, in my day, it was uh, John Stewart. They were not they were not interested in what anybody was saying about them, about pointing out their hypocrisy and their double standards and the fact that their reporting is garbage or anything like that. And they weren't they were just worried about the views. They were just wor worried about Newsmax poaching views. They were just worried about their their viewers leaving them because they weren't being extreme enough. That was it. So I do, I do. I mean, it does need to, this is one of the traps we're in. It does need to be done. We do need to constantly point out their lies and their hypocrisy and their two-facedness. But also it, it kind of doesn't get us anywhere because as I say, they, they know they don't care. That's not their job. Their job is not to make sense. Their job is not to tell the truth. Their job is to constantly pander to an audience who need to have their ideological convictions and their then their feelings reinforced and validated. Yeah, I would just say though that I wouldn't give up on pointing some of the more glaring things out just because you never know like who's uh looking and it's not necessarily about just like shaming them or expecting them to be like oh, I've been, you know, caught out, but it's like about others who are looking at you calling it out or hearing you calling it out if you're doing yeah, it on audio then uh, you I know so if they're like kind of on the fence sometimes those are, those are the things that pull them away so it may be slow but it does do something sometimes okay shall we um shall we wrap up then yeah i'm i'm good to wrap up there if anyone has any last comment to make i'm happy to hear that and then we'll just wrap it up just really quick the um there are people who are like true believers with the anti-woke thing even though like the people who invent it know that they're being ridiculous there are people who take it seriously like that night guy is objectively hilarious but that dude has like a daughter <laughs> and because that dude has consumed so much of this ideology that daughter is going to have to grow up with a father who believes all of this like anti-feminist anti-woke stuff and it is like really sad and does material harm to people like in the real world. And that's absolutely, absolutely. I wasn't saying, um, I didn't mean to give across the message that, uh, none of them are true believers. So I hope I didn't, because I do firmly believe that many of them do believe what they're saying, but it's like, it's not like a coherent ideology I, I i think is what i meant to get across uh, it's just Sorry. that they want to attack the enemy and as jack was yeah. saying earlier they'll they'll do it through any means even if it means openly contradicting themselves but i think yeah. they do genuinely believe that like you know immigrants are bad or it, you know um 
anti-racism is the real threat. Like, I think there's lots of people who believe that. Like, Dave Rubin certainly is a grifter, but I think he's also a genuine racist, transphobe bigot. Like, I don't want to minimize that at all. There's a lot of people who are like, oh, no, 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 nobody believes anything, and they're just doing it for money. I don't think that's true at all. No, I... Yeah, yeah that's, very that, much that came great. across perfectly. I just wanted to highlight that a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I think they're. I think they all believe it, or most of them do. But they yeah. they also they also know that they're lying and contradicting themselves as, as well as this is why people really should read actually read 1984. Um, mm. You know, for all, for all Orwell's flaws as a writer, as a man, as a, uh, political, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, that is a truly great book, regardless of its appropriation mm-hmm. by, by the by reactionaries, most of whom have never bloody read it. And one of the great things about it is the concept of doublethink, is what Orwell calls doublethink, which is, mm-hmm. and it's people. I think I I think people would get what goes on more if they if they mm-hmm. got their head around that concept. I mean, I'm I'm not saying anybody here hasn't read it. I'm sure, but I'm just saying I think if this concept was more widely understood, because I think he really gets at something in that, which is that. The, the true believer will tell endless lies and contradict themselves till, yeah. the, you know, till the end of time consciously. And it won't affect their belief. They will just, they will feel all the more righteous for having yeah. done that. You know, but it, it's not just that you believe two things simultaneously that are mutually exclusive. You then, you feel even more proud and orthodox about having done it. That that's how that's how their mind that's how the mind of the the truly uh, of the truly orthodox party man works I think and that's that's what these people are they're like they're like the uh, the party men of Stalin's Russia yeah yeah double think double speak they do it all and that shrinking of the uh, of the language so you have less less ability to to describe what you're going through I forget what what the term for that was. In the in the book, it's um, newspeak. Newspeak, right, 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 right. And, and they, um, you're absolutely right. They they shrink language down to reduce the realm of of the thinkable. Really, yeah, you take yeah. away the words that people can think with, and yeah. it's a similar sort of thing to um, what the people that study cults they call it the thought terminating cliche. You know, if you start to yeah. have an unorthodox thought, then what you do is, or if somebody else raises an unorthodox thought. Um, as criticism or argument or whatever, you can just invoke a certain form of words or a certain phrase or whatever, and it just makes all of that, it just stops the thought dead in its tracks. And you see them doing that in their own bloody videos. Yeah, and that's how, like, these massive, vague umbrella terms, like wokeness, right? Everything is wokeness. That's it. That's it. Yet yeah, they can't Wokeman define the, it. Yeah, it, it, it's like a new speak word, and it is a thought-terminating cliche. Mm-hmm. You just say it, and, and people's brains switch off, or you hope they do, anyway. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So on that uh, Orwellian note, let's close off our space on Barbie. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been recorded, so you can hear it through the app. I don't know, Jack, if you're planning to extract the audio from this one. Yeah, I I probably will. Um, get the audio and cut out all the gaps and things and yeah. uh, put it up on the I don't speak German feed. And if you're kind enough to share it with me, I can put it up on my feed too. I certainly will. Yeah. Excellent. 
And then you can complain about how I uh, oppress you into doing that because. That's right. I'm, yes. Yeah. All right. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you everyone for uh, tuning in and participating. I think it was a really fun uh, and lively discussion considering most of us hadn't even seen this movie. So, yeah. Cheers. I'm quite Good night. Keen to see it now. Thanks to Piers Morgan. Yeah. So. Remember to tweet that picture. Oh yeah. Will do. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Bye.